We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. Welcome to the Vale Podcast. Local people, local news, local stories. Do you like that, Chalutz? Yes. yes. <laughs> no, Chalutz. Yes. Your mum's going to hate me. She's yes. going to listen to this, seeing you're sitting in for Donnie today. Yeah, she probably will. Yeah. Mm, Hopefully. Mum and Dad both love it. Do they? Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Mm. Hey, first of all, I need to send a couple of shout-outs to our patrons. Who are they? My husband finally <laughs> signed up. He bought a $10 one. Uh, Mark Zapp. Go Ockermos. <laughs> I think Quinton did too. Oh, I'm just trying to remember it off the top of my head, but we've had quite a few this week, which is awesome. There you go. I know. We're almost paying for the website. Yeah, so, good. yay, go everyone. If you want to sign up, go to our website and just follow the links. Really easy. What are you busy at at the moment? Uh, work. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, still in uniform. Um, Thanks uh, for being here. Yeah, well, we'll see how we go. Yeah. This could uh, end abruptly. Mm, it could, but that's okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, what else have I been doing? Sorry, that was a bit loud, wasn't it? No, it's not loud at all. In fact, you're not loud enough. Come close to the oh, microphone. Fair enough. There you go. Um, well, I know you're going to ask me about this. I am going to ask yeah. you about the Mildura Base Hospital. Con- is it the consultative committee that you're on? Yes, it's uh, the community consultative uh, committee. Mm. So it's um, part of the Victorian Health and Human Services Building Authorities, Madura and Northern Mallee Regional Service Plan. Does that make Mm. a a lot of sense? I spend a lot of time dealing with government departments. No, that makes no sense. Say it again. (laughs) Uh, So it's pretty much uh, the Madura and Northern Mallee Regional Service Plan. Okay, So it's a plan... um, To transition. Yes, pretty much. So how many is on the committee? Uh, I think there's 10... Ten community members, and then Ali Kappa is our chair. Yep. So, um, and you just you're kind of the steering committee for how you want the base so hospital to look. If you have any issues now, mm. and if, what we're there for is to identify gaps mainly. Mm-hmm. So, what's the gaps now, and in the future, what can, how can we improve? Yeah. So, I am quite happy for people to come and see me and talk to me down the street. But and don't uh, troll you on Facebook. Don't troll me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you are going to have to change your profile to Chalutz. Um, I will. <laughs> Well, not now, because now everyone's <laughs> going to know it's on the podcast. Well, maybe. Mm. There's ways around that, Charlie. Uh, yeah, so um, – and we're the voice for the community. So mm. it's different to the board. Mm. It's We don't have direct import. And you wouldn't get paid. No, no. exactly. Mm. So it's a voluntary thing. W- with the 10 committee members, I'm guessing they're from all different sections of the community. Yes, there is a wide range. There is um, – was it? There was a couple of nurses on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, young people too, which is good. That's it. That is good. Well, well, younger than me, so. How old are you? Just out of interest. <laughs> forty. Are you? Well, yeah. I wouldn't have said you were forty, but all right. Uh, yeah. I'm Maybe it's because you've got the yeah. maturity of a twelve. No. Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> probably more the reason. Um, there's an OT on there, and just general community members. You need people from all different sections for their point of view. Because yeah. it's okay to have clinical staff and medical staff yeah. on these things, but if you're not getting the patients. Um, yeah. Point of view, then you can run into issues. So, and there's also a wide uh, age, like, so there's probably the youngest would be, I'd say, like twenties, yeah, and the oldest maybe in their late sixties, and it's an even split with uh, female male, which is good. Yeah, that is good. I was actually watching a video yesterday on um, on Facebook. The ABC had posted it, and I don't know what year it was from. It was black and white, so it was pretty old. But the scale on which things have changed with regard to gender equality and the roles of men and women in society. This was a video based on um, how women 
are attending a finishing school so that they can be better executive wives to help uh, get their husbands. <laughs> You've done the same thing. Better. Yeah. <clears throat> you went yeah. to a finishing school. Yeah. Yeah, do I look finished? You're so, poli- you're so polished. That's <laughs> yeah, why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. I was just dumbfounded and they interviewed two people from like employment firms that employ senior executive and management level staff yeah. about how when they're going through the interview process, they have to they have a dinner party at the applicant's house to see how well his wife copes and how well she can cook and how well she, how good she looks. Wow. Mm. Mm. But yeah. then I thought about it and I went, you know what, this probably still happens. It's just that no one talks about it now. Oh, yeah, and they're still – they're grooming there. Like you groom uh, Luke into yeah, how he has to talk. and, and anyway. Well, even uh, in Mildura, the branch up there, I'd say we've probably got more females up there now. The ambulance? Mm. Yeah, really? Because you go um, – like I'll be there a whole day and I'll be the only male. It's great. Yeah, right. <laughs> you would enjoy that. Yeah. Hey, um, did you apply for Farmer Wants a Wife issue? No. Why? I'm not a farmer. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Mum and Dad still got ha- – speaking of which, how's the solar farm going? It started. Yeah. I saw him pouring con- concrete. So you don't know? No. Does Joe have any input into that or no, it's just the no, land? No, it's, he just leased out the land. Yeah, so. okay. But he'd be yeah. going past it every now and then. Yeah. Well, actually, I went past the other day and I saw they were pouring concrete, the footings. Yeah, yeah. So I can't be too far away. Mm. Speaking of footings, mm. uh, the station, the ambulance <gasps> station. Yeah, how's that coming along? Footings went in yesterday, slab next week. Wow. Mm. When's it due to be finished? Ooh, they're, they're saying um, possibly... Well, they they want it before um, Easter next year, so that's quick so, though. Maybe Easter will be here. Like we're two weeks out from Christmas. Yeah, April though. So it seems like a long time away, but it's yeah. really not. Well, something else I had to ask you about. What was that? Oh, your basketball team. Yes. Mm. Still haven't won a game. Uh, you know, it's not about winning. It's about the journey. I want to say. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll get there. I, I will. <laughs> Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night will be the night, I think. Who do you play? Uh, bench warmers. Who's on the bench warmers team? I don't know, but I think we came close last time. Right. So. I ha- I don't know. I haven't decided yet on whether I was going to bring up the information that you made me privy to <laughs> last week and why I couldn't uh, just strap you then, that you had to go home and... Yes, get changed. Yeah, yep. and it's since come to light that you and Quentin follow the same habits. I wasn't going to say anything. I was actually going to throw him in it. Well, that's why I wanted Quentin to come in <laughs> today. So yeah. the issue is here that neither of you wear underpants. There's no need for him. I would disagree. <laughs> I would respectfully disagree. Why is that? And when did you stop? Uh, I don't know, late 20s maybe. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So this is a long time, like. Hey, I'm not that old. Yeah, but like <laughs> your 20s, years. you've yeah. been through, like, that's, yeah. Yeah. Do you know how much money you save? <laughs> um, you know, it's one of those <laughs> things, Charlie. I just consider underpants a necessity. Uh, they're not a luxury item. No, I'm not paying not. GST, I'm underpants. Um, yes, we did have a chat about this. Mm. Mm. Uh, I don't know what you, <laughs> I don't want to say. I don't. I just don't know whether I want to dig too deep. I wasn't even sure I was going to bring it up. But mm. w- why? Uh, well, I say why not. <laughs> <laughs> I, someone asked me this the other day. Oh, so said, this is common knowledge. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> well, someone asked you the other day. Oh, do people no. not? Do people actually know the person that, that you're with? 
remember when you saw me at with Bobby? Oh, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. okay. And uh, she was asking me about it. And I said, were you born with underpants on? Charlie, you weren't born a 40-year-old <laughs> man either. <laughs> Standing six foot tall, working. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> All right, we'll move on from that. Do um, a favor. Sorry? Do yourself a favour. We'll move on from that subject. I do want to um, give you a heads up on to who's coming in today. Um, Julianne is coming in to talk about the K-Square Community Christmas Tree. Oh. Have you heard about this? No. Okay, so let me run you through it. She's coming in to talk about it in a second. Are they putting lights up? Yes, the right. lights have gone up. So Reba have got money got money out of council to in, to buy new Christmas decorations because the one we've got on the power poles down there are pretty um, pretty ordinary. Yep. And getting things on power poles now and permission to do that through PowerCore is very problematic and long winded. And you know, red you rip off red tape and there's blue tape. You rip off yeah. the blue and so on. So Reba have bought new Christmas decorations and just figured we've got that beautiful big pine tree there that's been lit up before. So we'll buy some lights, put that on. So Luke, my darling husband, has made a fence to go around the bottom of it. A big, beautiful Merry Christmas archway has been Uh, purchased. Two giant nutcrackers, um, a six-foot – oh, where did your mind just go? Nothing. We don't have squirrels here. No, but it's not the point. They're very Christmassy. good. We also don't have snow. There's nothing with snow on it. Nice. There's a giant gingerbread man and a little gingerbread girl. Oh. And two like little photo frame things that kids can have their photos taken in. And the Robinvale preschool kids and the Clontarf boys have helped make paper mache baubles to put on the tree, oh, which good. is cool. Um, so that'll hopefully all be done. But Julian's going to come in and talk about that. And Pete Aikman has finished harvest already. Oh, so he's probably not so good. Well, that's why we're going to get him in and have a chat to it. Mm. Have you been going to tennis? Uh, no, I've been working. Oh, last week I was in Elton John. So oh, yeah. how was that? Um, good. Have you talked to Luke about this already? <laughs> I was sitting next to Luke while um, you were on the phone. Yes. Uh, and you're one of those people that I can hear He's not, when you're not on speaker. Uh, it's good. just one, like you're quiet in here, but on the phone I could sit next to him three feet away. Uh, must have been his phone. It's loud. Uh-huh. Mm. Sure it is. Yeah. So how was that? Very Tell enjoyable. Us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you uh, overindulge? Uh, a little bit. We definitely tried the wines. Mm. Uh, it was, was at Mount Dunedin, Mount Dunedin wasn't it? yeah. Mm. Uh, beautiful um, place. If you get a chance to see any concert there, I reckon it'd be great. Yeah, the um, I love the old day on the green. They do Hanging Rock too really well. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen plays there just about every time he comes. Um, yes, so the sun may have got me and maybe the wines. The sun? The sun and the wines. But was it good? Yeah, really, really good. Have you seen Elton before? No. I'm, again, I'm not the massive – like I'm not a massive Elton John fan. Mm. But uh, he was just really, really good. Look, these old guys, they're entertainers. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They've been around for this long because they're good. Yeah, that's it. Excellent. All right, well, Mm. we will be back shortly with Julianne. What do you call a caveman's fart? I don't know. What do you call a caveman's fart? Stop touching the microphone and tell me what you call a caveman's fart. A fart from the past. Lawn getting long? Get it under control with a Husqvarna ride-on mower. Get the Husqvarna you want today with 40 months interest-free and no deposit. Want it? Get it. Check out our catalogue now for the full Husqvarna range and drop into your local participating Husqvarna dealer to get yours today. Husqvarna. Ready when you are. Approved applicants only. Fees, conditions and minimum finance amount $1,999 apply. Credit by Flexi Cards Australia. Offer ends 31st of January 2020. 
to decent old disclaimer. Here's an exclusive for you both. Hi, Julianne, by the way. Hi. Hi, Charlie. Next Wednesday, we're going to be doing another live event Ooh. from Auto Pro Robinvale. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I think Vic's going to come on and do all the the talky-talky stuff about what they've got in and their Husqvarna range. So Auto Pro Robinvale is the local Husqvarna dealer and the disclaimer that the guy said. So, yeah, we're going to be down there from 11 to 1. Awesome. Fun. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Giveaways. Giveaways. I don't know. You know, people, we'll sausage chisel. Well, maybe. I'm sure we could, I'm sure we could arrange that. At yeah. least to give us a demo of some of their little Webbers because I'm in yeah. the market for a little Webber for camping. I bought an electric uh, – this is getting so off the topic. doesn't matter. I bought an electric barbecue and you can use them. Yeah. In, uh, and why can you not ones? use a gas one? No, uh, well, it's a flame. It's a flame. I, I think – well, I don't know. There's, oh. That's a bit dodgy. I know you can't use the um, the solid fuel ones at all on a total Ooh. fire ban. You can if you've got a permit. So Hungies, mm. and I know this because Councillor Jeffrey um, is CFA, mm, CFA yeah. something official. Um, he gave us a press release for the if you've got a permit, mm. you can do Hungies during fire restriction season. Obviously mm. not on a day of total fire ban, but those electric ones that Mark's got down at Bargain Basement are phenomenal. Mm. How good are they? Yeah. yeah. And I was never very convinced about electrics and barbecues. Well, that's the one that we used for barbecue for yeah. a counsellor, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's good. Mm. Mm. Is that what you've got? Uh, different brand, I think. Yeah, but same, same. <laughs> same thing. Same, same. Same. It's, it looks like a Weber, but it's electric. Mm. Anyway. Julianne. Something, not, something along those Julianne? ones. Yeah, <laughs> not too bad. You guys. Um, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Taking it day by day. Yeah. Oh, good. yeah. It's your first It's your first baby, so, yeah. you know, by the time the second one comes and then the third and the fourth, it's just a blip in the radar. Yep. <laughs> you won't even notice. How old? How, how, what was that, sorry? How, how old? Is it's not born, born yet. No, we don't know yet. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, see, only 16 weeks in, there? Charlie. It's all right. I thought you had a kid already. No, 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 no. Sorry. No. This is our first. This is our first. I thought this was your second. So, no. Sorry. No, you're right. Don't yeah. you love how men tiptoe around the whole yeah. baby pregnancy <laughs> shit? I can't I say anything asked. wrong because yeah. it's gonna, I'm going to offend someone. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. That's fine. I oh. don't offend easily. Sorry. I thought I'd seen you walking around with a baby. Somebody no. else's, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you're here to talk about Reba. Yes. 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 Reba are doing some good things. Yeah, we are. We are. But yeah. the main thing that we're um, excited about at the minute is that we got some money to spend on some Christmas decorations. Yay. Oh. I've got applause here somewhere. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> Charlie loves my little production desk. Yeah. yeah. No, so firstly, we'd like to thank Council and yourself for sort of um, approaching us for, for that. It's an amazing opportunity for Robin Bell to actually get some, some new decorations up. Mm. So this is going to look amazing. And you can actually tell people what kind of decorations because you helped us pick them all up. Well, we did. No, I got put on the committee and I'm not sure how <laughs> I even got put on the committee because I attend lots of, lots of different You're a Christmasaholic. I am a Christmasaholic. So, um, you know... Yeah, so I got put on the committee just because I happened to be at a – I'm not even a Reba member. I'm there as part of council. <laughs> and all of a sudden me and John Tate were the Christmas decoration committee. Uh, when I think Christmas, I think Tatey. Yeah. <laughs> Does we love, we love yeah. you, Tatey. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure he even listens to the podcast. Yes, so uh, we were talking to Charlie about it before, yep. um, about Luke's fence that he's yes. done a phenomenal job on. Yes, he has. A little has. bit OCD, my yeah. husband. Um, and the beautiful archway. Yep. 
that's just I love it. Wow. I mean, and there's a matching um, a matching bridge mm. that we can if we get keep getting more money year on year, we can buy the bridge. And then there's a matching sleigh. <laughs> I know. She, that, this is why she was on the committee. She keeps saying <laughs> she doesn't know why she's on the committee, but this is why. Well, uh, yeah. Yes. And then there's two Nutcrackers to stand guard, mm. and there is CCTV. Let's point that out. Yes. So there's CCTV on the light posts. Around the place, yep. That is, li- it, it's live cameras what, to the police now? station. Yeah, yep. Oh. It's been down the street for. Had not known that. God, how long? Oh, it's years now. Yeah, many many years. Yeah. I should have actually seen if Brett could come in to have a chat about it. Oh yeah, that would have been handy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, maybe next week. Mm. Yeah. So there's CCTV that goes straight to the police station. So anyone touches mm. any of the decorations, <laughs> we're hoping vandalism is not going to be an issue. You know, Christmas mm. is a time of cheer and joy, so we're just hoping that that can actually, mm. you know. Not everyone sees it that way, though. And people I know. will vandalise things just for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the six-foot um, gingerbread man yeah, won't be easily be... put into no. a car. No. Um, and there's a few other, like the little photo frame things will be taken in. That's right, yeah. So we've got mm. a couple of the business owners who are going to look after that when um, our main sort of gurus aren't able to bring those in a, mm. a, of a night. Yeah. Um, and we're happy that most of the lighting is solar. So that'll mm. be good. All of it is solar. All of it is solar. There All you go. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's great. And they've put the lights up. Oh. It's ready to go. Oh. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm not sure when when the rest of it's going in, but soon. Soon, yeah. Um, what else are Reba doing? Um, so Reba have got a fair few achievements this year. What what we usually talk about around this time of year is like your Christmas promo. So mm. I've recently updated the list of participating businesses um, and that can be found on our Reba Facebook page. And I do apologise for the businesses that were left out originally. Um, we've now amended that and, yeah, because the original list came out in the Sentinel last week maybe or the week before and, We'd accidentally missed off a couple, so I do apologise for those that are listening mm. um, that were missed out. That's so. human error. That, yeah. You know, what do you that win? Happens. What do you win? Yeah. Uh, $2,000 Reba vouchers. Um, mm. So to use those participating businesses, that's the first prize. And if you're there on the day um, of the draw, it's an extra $100 um, for the winner. Then second prize is two, no, sorry, 500 and third prize is 250 but you've got to remember to put your envelope. This is where I fall over every mm. year. I'm very vigilant in putting my um, receipts. receipts in the envelopes and putting them in the glove box of the car. And mm. then forgetting And to leaving them. them there until January. Yeah. I did yeah. that last year. I had three. Yeah. Oh, no. And I'm like. And I the draw, draw box is in front of bargain basements for those of you that don't know. It's there. It's, mm. um yeah. So whenever whenever you want to, you can access it um, mm. while the trading hours of bargain basement are Going. I reckon I've already filled three or four. I filled one just at Leading Appliances mm-hmm. the other day. Mm. Have you done your Christmas shopping? No. Oh. <laughs> no. I don't even know what I bought. It was just camping gear, I think. <laughs> and then all of my Christmas stuff, you two are friends with me on Facebook, so you would have seen my Christmas corner. All of that came from Bargain Basement. Oh. Wow. I'm not even joking. Wow. Yeah, all of it. He has got some amazing stuff yeah. in there. Like the nutcrackers and the teddy bear in yeah. the corner. That Chris, My Christmas tree came from Bargain you Basement really about eight nutcrackers. years ago. I do love my nutcrackers because yeah. they're huge. <laughs> um, and like the little lanterns and the lo- everything from Bargain Basement. Yeah. I looked at that photo and I went, I have bought everything. <laughs> Chris, speaking of Christmas lights though, yes. the Christmas light competition. We are slowly, slowly filling up entries, thank goodness. So entries are open until Sunday um, this weekend and you 
can just put in um, either, I'm pretty sure it's here, you can just fill out, you just need your name, your address and your best contact number um, so that if you do win, we can actually contact you because we, yeah. Where are the forms? Uh, well, they're online at the minute. So Whereabouts? I've popped it on the Romvalen District Billboard um, ah, Facebook page. No, because there wasn't actual physical forms oh, okay. done up, and unfortunately, like last year. So I can make sure that there are some physical forms handed out. Oh, if someone wants to town, enter, if they pop in and give the details to Marion, yeah. I'm sure she's part yes, of well, Reba. Right. So yeah, yeah, so um, yeah. yeah, we're or a small anyone. town. Nothing that like it no. doesn't need. Everyone knows everyone. You yeah. just pop into Marion and Marion. Or anyone of the yeah. Reba committees, like you know, it all gets back to the same people at the yeah. end of yeah. the day. So you know, um, Ben and Pony Ford. Yep, yeah. Ben. He's yeah. never he's never busy at all. Oh, are you Poor joking, Ben? No, <laughs> Ben's the hardest working bloke in Robbervale, isn't he? I know. We try and catch up for lunch, and this never happens. No, he's like he's. You know why he gives that impression? Because he's never flustered. Mm. No, no, never flustered. Yeah. Never loses mm. it. Just calm. And for those of you that don't know, Ben is our president of Reba. Well, are you talking about another Ben? No, no. Yeah, that, I was thinking that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so Ben is our president. Um, so he's yes. very full on and it's not the only um, group, that he, community group that he is part of. So. Mm-hmm. so the other thing that we sort of look at around this time of year um, is the Australia Day breakfast. So we sort of work on that. Um, we help out with that really. So we just basically ho- hold the funds um, for, you know, the $500 that council yeah. usually give every year and um, all the funds that come in from the day, from the raffle and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so we, I currently look after that mm. um, and that's ticking along as well. Are you on the committee that judges the Citizen of the Year? I'm not. A, I'm not. We, Reba are the committee. That oh look right. After, okay. Yeah, Reba right. are the committee that look after Citizen of the Year, which is another part of the Australia Day Breakfast, which is separate to the council one. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So this is the Robin Bell yeah, Citizen I'll, of I'm the Year. I'm on the committee. Well, there's a committee of um, a couple of councillors and council staff and the CEO that do the the council one. Yep. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to make that. So there are oh, yeah. two. Separate, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, that's okay. right. There yep. are there's there's councils one, and then there's Robin Vale um, one hosted by Reba. Sort yes, of thing, so. okay, well, yep. that's good. Yeah, so, wait. So the council one is it uh, a Robin Vale one or is no? It all of it's municipality wide. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes, yeah. um, Siwa won it. He may have been the last one to win it from Robin Vale. He won it in two thousand thirteen. Oh, nice. But yeah, people have to actually put those applications finished off in November. The council ones. So how many do we get? Couple? Oh, for Robin Vale, I have no idea how many actually council got, but for this year we got a couple for Robin Vale Citizen of the Year, but we also include previous um, the previous year as well. Oh, do you? Yeah, yep. So we've got a couple of entries oh. in for that. But if people do still have someone they want to nominate, you know, if you can, please get onto it um, before Monday. Mm. Um, we will <laughs> That's still pushing ex- it. I yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll like it's What's that Wednesday. We did. Can we we nominate did put Charlie. Out, mm, we can nominate whoever. Been walking around for fifteen years, no underpants on. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh I'm at that. I'm wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing trousers though. <laughs> just yeah, just so everyone knows, just he is wearing, wearing trousers. trousers. He is, but he's not wearing underpants. I'm dead serious. Jade, come Sorry. on. No, I'm serious. <laughs> well, you volunteered it. Did I? Yes. <laughs> you volunteered that information to me, and I've been traumatized ever since. 
And hence why she's still bringing it up. Yes. Yeah, because I'm working through it. You know, everyone has their own way of processing okay. things. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, like um, we, we'll accept a couple, like whoever wants to get a Citizen of the Year entry in um, by Monday because the judging will happen next week. So. Mm. Before Christmas, yeah, That's yeah, good, usually, yeah, because so we've got time for organising a plaque and yeah. all that sort of stuff for January, yeah. um, which you know that's thanks to Bruce. Bruce looks after us for that. So, yeah, Bruce, um, good one, Bruce. He does. He He's does got well. ads on this week too. Hey. Oh, does yeah, he? yes, that's good. Um, yeah, I went in there the other day. And he said, oh, I went in to run some ads on the podcast. So mm. I went in and had a look and I went, oh, I could probably knock over quite a few Christmas presents while I'm in here too. Mm. You know those stainless steel drink bottles yeah. that everyone's got? Yeah. He's got loads of them in there. Yeah. For kids Yeti? and for – yeah. yeah. No, not Yeti. Oh. Um, no, there are other ones. They're very nice though. Oh. Um, and teacups because what do you buy a mother that's got everything <laughs> but that likes well, to drink a cup of tea? Yeah. A nice china teacup. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I don't know, they would have enough. <laughs> He's, 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 he's not wrong. Yeah, okay. He's not wrong. But there are other stuff in there. Like you've got your serving, yeah, and you've got your serving platters and all that sort of stuff in there as well. And he is a jeweler, so and he's jewelry. Got That's yeah. exactly right. And you never ever go wrong with no. jewelry. Yes. Pair of earrings. You can never have too many of those. So no, you can never have enough jewelry. Well, okay. In your case, Charlie, <laughs> yes. Probably, yes, you probably don't need to. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, the other thing, Reba gift cards. So people struggle with what do we buy for, you know, family members yeah. or hard to buy for employees, whatever it is. The Reba gift cards are perfect. Mm. So I got them for all my nephews and nieces last year. They're Did fantastic. You? And yeah. you can use them. There's a lot more than just who's participating in the um, Christmas promo that it actually applies to. So, mm. you know, it might be an extra five to six to eight businesses on that list. Um, you know, lots of people use them to go out for dinner at the golf club or the Houston oh, club, oh, loft. Um, you oh can yeah. use them at Marciano's. It's, there's Bruce's? just Bruce's, mm-hmm. you know, the pharmacy. It, there's a Piney whole. Ford. Yeah, Piney Ford. Good. The participating businesses have that sticker that say mm. that they're a Reba gift card accepted place. So, you know, you've got. Auto Pro? Yep, Auto Pro. Yep. You know, and they've got it like because they've got that um, diverse. Like they don't, they work like a credit card, so you don't yeah. have to use it all in one spot. Yeah, cool. So you know, if you want to use a bit here, you want to use a bit at leading appliances, you want to use a bit at Auto Pro, go for your life. They're a good idea because yeah. it keeps money local. Oh yeah, and that's really important. Like I don't think people, unless you own a business, I don't think people actually understand how no. important that is to no. shop local. Mm. Shopping online's great and it's convenient. Yeah, but I tell you what, those online stores are not going to sponsor. Aussie hoops of a Saturday morning. They're not no. going to sponsor the footy club. They're not going to sponsor or give prizes for Matilda's army raffle in Menangatang exactly and right. things like that. So it's really oh, – yeah. um, there's a raffle at the moment. Um, leading Appliances donated something. The news agency – oh, Maria donated the Santa oh, letterbox. Yes. Thank you, the, Maria. Yes. yes. Um, yep. And so that's why it's important to mm. support locals and the Reba right. gift cards and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's an amazing initiative and mm. – it just helps. And there are hidden gems here. Like, you know, people just need to get out there and actually look mm. for something. Like, so, I'm, Honestly, walk into Bruce's yeah. and just have a look because there's mm. like even the luggage. The news agency. They're just the news the agency. Mar- Mark's Bargain Basements. You know, chemists. That's yeah. right. Yes, you know, it's just Bobby. it's just endless. Mm. Yep, yeah, Bobby. We were also part of the drought relief vouchers um, in the past 12 months. So, you know, we got um, a certain amount of money thanks to Bell Reynolds Inc. Um, to support those who were struggling with drought relief um, and that went well and that's ended now but that was another part of 
Reba's initiatives and collaborations, as well as several other things that they've done with council um, and all that sort of stuff. We also do things like letters of support for, like, the ambulance auxiliary for the defibrillator. Sorry, that word is defib. Just go with that. (laughs) In front of the agency, uh, the pharmacy. And then the Robin Bar Police for additional CCTV um, cameras to go up in certain areas. So they seem to have been effective, uh, like pretty effective. Yes, in, and in that's why they've asked for additional. You know, mm. and another thing that we're hoping to tackle is like the the courthouse. You know, the appearance and the um, you know the upkeep of it because mm. it is very dilapidated, and we need to sort of get onto mm. doing something mm. for that. So we're not just business related. You know, people people think that just because we're Robin Bar Euston Business Association that we're just business focus but we're not we're very community based at the same time so um yeah it's who is in charge of uh, the courthouse upkeep department of justice the state government and i know this because mm. I've, I've asked the question myself um mm. yeah so it's something that we need to talk to our state mem- state Cumper. member ali Cupper about but it's um well i've got a phone number now have you Oh yeah, because you're on the like committee this. with her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just that's just one of those things that yeah, it's it's out of our hands, out of Reba's hands. But it's if we can sort of get the ball rolling and advocate. show support, yeah, advocate, mm. yeah, mm. for the cause, you mm. know, we might be able to get something happening. But these are the things, like you know, it's like the shop front decals. You know, we got um, some amazing opportunities to get uh, shop fronts to get these beautiful decals put in. But we needed the participation of business owners. So yeah. you know, we're trying. We understand that people are um, a bit annoyed with the appearance of Perrin Street and a couple of shop fronts. And, yeah. You know, we're, we're attempting to try and get that resolved as best as possible, but we need the participation of the businesses themselves. So businesses and landlords because yes. there's one in particular that hasn't got anything in it. No, that's right. That would make a great – There's a couple like yeah. that that haven't got anything in it that we're just trying to even, you know, promote them to, say, pop Christmas decorations yeah. in there at mm. the time of year, Easter, you know, Anzac, yep. all – you know, just keep something with Would the theme. Good. And, yeah. you know, the volunteer, there's the volunteers there that would actually do it for them. It's mm. just a matter of trying to get the, you know, the permission basically yeah. to do so. So, mm. yeah, we we look after a, a mm. ton of stuff. It can be frustrating, but, yeah, mm. you're doing a good job. Thanks. Yay. It's not just me. The committee is amazing. Like, we all – we meet monthly and we get along really well and, yeah, we just kick goals. It's one of the meetings that I actually quite enjoy going to. It's supported it's by most – like, the majority of businesses? Yeah, majority of businesses. We've had a couple, like Jack Dang's been there before to talk about the Lantern Festival and stuff. Oh, nice. um, you know, yeah. we've had Robin Bell Police there to talk about all the other stuff that they, you know, is happening in and around town. So it's it's open to any community member as well. Um, and look, do you have to be a business owner to be a member of Reba? Yes. Yeah. That's okay. the that's Fair the enough. only thing. But that's mm. not that's not to say that people can't ask the questions or participate in mm. any way, shape or form with Reba, you know. Mm. Um, and you don't if you're a business owner, you don't have to come to every meeting, you know, you, you can pay for your membership and have access to all the benefits of being a member. Um and, and still find out about what's going in going on in and around town. You don't have to be there at every so meeting. When you, when you talk business owners, how many blockies do we have on there? Well, uh, one, but that's because we've got one because he owns the laundromat as well. So, oh, okay, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks, Fred, for you know participating but as a is blockie, it a thing like in Blocky's company? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's open to any tradesman, any business owner. Basically, you've got, got, you got an ABN. Yep, yeah. you've got an ABN. You be there. What's membership worth? That's only $40 a year at the minute. Is it? Yeah, completely tax deductible. It is is. tax deductible and everything. And look, that $40 helps towards, you know, like the Christmas promo and all the little bits and pieces that we, 
you know, try to strive and do an, as an initiative for mm. business owners, you know. So, you know, like we did the mini business audits, for example, where we had an independent consultant come into certain businesses yeah. um, to provide, you know, sales techniques and all that sort of stuff um, to help them move along in their business or yeah. grow or whatever it is that they were needing, you know, mm. that's the sort of stuff that our membership sort of covers as mm. well, um, you know. So, so a lot of that stuff would be helpful for uh, blockies farmers. Oh yeah, yeah. And if like if the more blockies we get on there, you know, the more things we can do to cater towards assisting them. Yeah. You know, we find out about things before they're out in the paper, like the labour hire laws meetings yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And um, you know, that's why it's you got an ABN and you're a business owner. You're not just limited to the guys in Perrin Street or Moore Street or in town here. It's open to anyone. You know, so. There you go. Yeah. When is the draw? The draw is Saturday the 23rd of December. Are you sure about that? The The 23rd is actually a Monday. Yeah, I was going to say. Gosh. So, try again. 21st. 21st. This is why I don't talk with a re- baby brain. Ba- oh, I was you know waiting say- for it. Every pregnant woman <laughs> on the planet. Oh, they got something up, baby brain. They don't. I'm not kidding you. Mm. It is a thing. Like, I've had two kids, Julianne. I know. It is a thing. Mm. I used to think, oh, come on, surely It not. lasts until no apparently they're 25. Yeah, okay. Maybe even older. <laughs> Great. Mm. Great. Another mm. thing to look forward to, people, if yeah. you haven't had kids yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the 21st, 1130 Whereabouts? Bargain Basement, so where the actual barrel is. And, um, yeah, we'll have two members, two committee members from Reba, hopefully there to do the draw and – Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it is. I'll actually remember to get my envelopes in this year. That would be good. And then make sure you're present so you can win an extra $100. Nice. At least that'll take you out for dinner. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, beautiful. Julian, thanks for coming in today. No worries. Thank you guys Go for having, having me. No worries. <laughs> I've already done that. Oh, <laughs> thanks, guys. See ya. If your mum is always complaining that you're giving her a headache, then I have the perfect gift for you. A migraine wrap from Bruce Jen Nationwide Jewelers. Seriously, it's a wrap mum can put around her head and when she's done, it can be cold or hot and it's full of those little beep things. You're probably the one causing the headaches, so you should give her something to ease the headaches. Have a look at the other beautiful giftware, kitchenware, china teacups, crystal, luggage and stainless steel drink bottles Bruce and Kathy have in store now. Make this Christmas magical with Bruce Jin Nationwide Jewelers, Perrin Street, Robinvale. It's been a while, but we've got Pete Aikman back post-harvest, looking far more relaxed than you were last time. Just come nice and close, Pete, Pete, so we can. Yeah. G'day, How are Jade. You? G'day, Charlie. How are you going? Uh, it's Chalutz in this room. It's Charlie. <laughs> it's Chalutz. Pete has known me longer, so we'll go with that. First of all, you are looking much more relaxed and refreshed. How was harvest for you? Uh, it's good to be finished. It was, yeah, obviously we all know it was a pretty tough growing season with rain and some frost events. Uh, however, we were yeah, relatively happy with the result. Uh, yield was below average as it was expected. Uh, price often in years where there's not much grain around was above average, so the result wasn't too bad. Yep. So, so predominantly you're growing wheat as far as grain goes, or do you rotate the crops, or how does it work? Because like I said to you earlier, I know nothing about dryland farming, so explain your strategies. I, I know strategies. Mm. <laughs> and there's fence, and fence checking too, isn't there? That's all I know. <laughs> Check the fences. <laughs> We don't have a lot of fences because we don't oh. have livestock anymore. No, right. But oh, there you go. the wheat generally doesn't run out of the paddock. Oh. Yeah, but you don't need to keep the wildlife out. Yeah, you do, mate. Yeah. It's all I know about dry life. 
Check the fences. <laughs> you know what? And Stick you know. to being an Ambo. Oh, all right. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so summarising, I suppose, in a simplistic way, uh, our rotation's pretty straightforward year on year. It's uh, two-thirds cereal uh, made up of wheat and barley and a third break crops, which is generally a legume to fix nitrogen and so we control grass weeds. Oh. And that's broken up of, well, in the past it's been, it's, we can grow a lot of legumes in our area, but uh, lupins on big sandhills, lentils, chickpeas, vetch hay. So there's quite a, every operation, every farm's different. Yep. Uh, this year, after a dry year last year, I went predominantly vetch for hay, thinking that fodder's short, mm. demand for hay will be strong. Uh, and it was, and it yielded okay, and it was a good result. And we also had some lupins because that's one of the only legumes that grow on our big sandhills. Mm-hmm. And the result there wasn't as good. We got our seed back. I think at one stage we were sowing at 90 kilos a hectare and we got 92 back, oh, so we had a win. Geez. Yeah. <laughs> so we're growing those not f- uh, necessarily for the gross margin in the year we sow them, mm-hmm. more the sustainability and the longevity of our rotation. Right. So, yeah, we... we that's simplicity, putting it, putting it in a simple format. There's a lot that goes into it and looking at what each paddock requires in terms of a sustainable rotation uh, and we, we just work towards that to try to get the, the most most uh, cost-effective result. And you were talking about, so last time you were here, I had a lot of feedback about how people were so engaged by you talking about the way you manage your land and moisture management and all that kind of thing year to year, preparing and planning for dry years versus wet years. People found it fascinating because around here, as you well know, you know, it's horticulture, but then you come in and are very well planned. And so as far as like, it wasn't an overly wet winter and you still had an okay yield. Explain. Definitely. If you look at the calendar year rain, it was terrible. Mm. Uh, we had we had about 30 mil during harvest. So I think that got us to 150, 160 mils, which is only about half our annual rainfall. There was some rain last December. Uh, conserving summer rain is a very important tool, but nearly the most important thing in our operations now. So for instance, we finished harvest on Friday and uh, summer spraying started Saturday. And today, last night and tonight, we've got Damien Healy out there. He's actually got uh, some really interesting technology that Broadacre Farmers are using now. It's uh, called a weeded. So it's actually a camera spray. It's actually detecting the weeds. It's only spraying the weeds. So, for instance... Oh, yeah. I've seen these before. They're really? Pretty cool. They're pretty cool. And they just go... All the way Because you're a gadget kid too, aren't you? Yeah, love your love gadgets. gadgets. Yeah. yeah. So, for instance, there's a paddock out there that was brown manure lupins. I, sp- uh, I, can, I sprayed them out to conserve all the moisture in September and to control grass. Uh, it's had a small scattering of sour thistle and skeleton weed on the hills. If I was to go out and spray that, I'd need to blanket spray it, uh, spray every acre uh, to control those weeds. Uh, so it would have yeah, 100% application, whereas get Damien in there, he sprayed it last night, he only used uh, – he only sprayed 12% of the paddock. Wow. So nice. in terms of – That's cost-effective then. Savings. Well, it's cost-effective too, and uh, chemicals are a very important part of our operation – uh, they can off at times be perceived as a negative thing. Uh, they really are extremely positive in our environment because once upon a time we have to work these paddocks to control weeds mm. and then we're, we're seeing what's happening in Mildura with what's happened with work country and lack of residue. Mm. Uh, we have dust storms. Yeah. Our area uh, sort of south of Robinvale towards Manang are some of the most progressive farmers in Victoria because we've had to be. Mm. Uh, I remember distinctly t- 10 years ago, 
after a very dry run of years, six, seven, eight, nine. That was when I was starting to come back on the farm and get more active. Our farm was a dust bowl. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, didn't have enough residue, we have very sandy soils, and a lot of wind erosion. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what's a little bit – well, it is rewarding. Uh, uh, even more so rewarding of this year's result is that had two very dry years and not one paddock has blown. Wow. We've been able to put strategies in. We've gone 100% no-till. Uh, we don't use a cultivator anymore. We strategically use chemicals when we need to to keep residue in the paddock so they don't blow away. We can sow on time. Uh, we can sow on a calendar date, as I said before. Mm. We, we start at the start of April and finish at the middle of May. Regardless, we never used to be able to do that. So, it's yeah, fun, there's a lot. It? It's like every industry, there's a lot in it. And, yeah, I do get a little bit disappointed at times when you hear a lot of misconception about overuse of chemicals and no one – we don't like using things that are going to harm anyone. Uh, we use some chemicals to actually – ensure that we can grow the most amount of crop on mm, every millimetre. If you look crops. on the flip side, so you're using chemicals and you're keeping your moisture in and all that kind of stuff, in Mildura, you know, when those dust when those dust storms go through, mm. our amount of jobs, our respiratory jobs go up through the roof. Like mm. We literally are off our feet, run off our feet. I did have, so, a, little, I did have a little bit of a chuckle about though. There was a concern about the air quality oh. and what chemicals are in the dust. Well, well obviously none of the... If they're not spraying, it's not. I, and I don't want to. Tar- we had a, more rain than those guys, and and yeah, I don't want to sound as if on as we've got a perfect system because we're everyone's progressing. Yeah. Uh, it's not we, we haven't hit perfection, that's for sure. But it did make me chuckle because I thought maybe if they had used a little bit of chemical and less steel, potentially there wouldn't be quite as much dust in the air, uh, and it wouldn't have blown. So it was sort of a yeah. <laughs> Touche. Uh, I don't think there's much chemical in that in the air, uh, in the dust, because if we had to use a bit of chemical, it would have stayed there. And having said that, the chemical wouldn't be in the in the sand anyway. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah it, was, it was a it was a fascinating. Oh, next to King Island, this place would have to have the most pristine air quality anywhere yeah. on the planet, just about. But you're right, Pete. There's you know harvest down here might have been okay, but we see just with my council hat on, we see you know one farm will be having an okay kind of harvest and the next farm's got nothing. It's different for everybody, I suppose, depending on where they're located, I guess, and what they're doing, how they're managing the land like like you are or not managing the land. Yeah, everyone, it's very complex. Soil type has got a big thing to do with it. Uh, the lighter, sandier loams are obviously the preferable soil types in dry years. So if you've got a higher percentage of those soil types rather than the, some of the heavier soil types that mm. – don't release moisture quite as freely or don't store as much moisture. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so there's – it's we can't just say uh, one person's managing it well and they're getting a result because it's not as simple as that. Mm. Uh, but like we know in everything, it's if we can tick as many boxes as possible, uh, research, communicate. And that's one thing about the Broadacre community is that it's – it's a very open book. Uh, people are very approachable. Uh, we we actually share knowledge uh, very well. If, for instance, um, become a part of uh, – as farmers running businesses now, we're, a lot of us are good at the stuff in the paddock but don't spend a lot of time focusing on our financial management skills. Mm. Our businesses are growing but we are probably have – yeah, we probably never – dedicate a lot of time to financial management. So mm. there's a group of us that are, we call it a bit of a financial literacy program. Oh. So, yeah. and Broadac is very good. Like we can, where's everyone's, obviously it's confidential within the group, but amazing what you can find from people are willing to tell you in the same industry, some, not all next door neighbours, but yeah. it's great to know, for instance, what your return on assets are yeah. or, 
or yeah. what your level of investment in machinery is versus your next door neighbour versus how many hectares they've got. Mm. Just some simple checking or checking, uh, upskilling yourself, yeah. uh, improving your knowledge. Uh, yeah. And just talking, I think, and I was having a conversation with some table grape growers today about how they were saying that, yeah, the water situation's bad and all the rest of it, but it's forced a lot of them to come together. And even if it's like comparing um, grapes to grapes or, you know, water usage. Ta- water usage and talking about what one's doing and the other, but even if they're just getting together or to have an event and do, that's actually healthy. It's good to instead of because otherwise they reckon they would have just held it in and you know internalized it all and we all know how well that, that can turn out. out. Yeah. What's uh, the average age these days? Uh, you look at where I farm. Uh, you're fairly young. You're what mid thirties? Yeah, mid mid thirties. That'd yeah, be we'll go with that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when does mid thirties turn into late thirties? If you look at if you look at our area, which I'm in Anuello. Oh, nice subject, James. <laughs> <laughs> at Anuello, there's a lot of people. Uh, about my age, but most of us have done, have left school, uh, been away, whether that's tertiary education or even working in a different field, in a different field, and we've come back. So there's probably, I can think of probably five to ten within thirty k's of me that are in their thirties. Mm. Oh, nice. So, yeah, our area and every area is different. Uh, but no, look, very exciting. Everyone's looking. Outside the square, looking that, knowing that we need to continue to progress, 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 and everyone's hungry for knowledge, and yeah. it's a, it's a good space to be in. I hear you, and I'm a positive person. I like uh, you don't want to be hanging around people that are saying kicking the sand and mm. saying, "Oh, how bad is this? We're how bad is this?" Mm. Whereas other guys, well, yeah, it's not great, but let's celebrate the little wins. Yeah, and it's amazing a bit of momentum that like they say Rolling Stone gathers no moss. Mm. Uh, away we go. So. Yeah. Well, that's good news. And the other big thing is not everyone has the opportunity to farm. So mm. it would be expensive to get into now, wouldn't it? Well, nearly impossible. Yeah. If you haven't got some generational wealth being passed down, mm. yeah. you don't ever think about it really because, or unless you've got a, a yeah, load for, of money you want to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Land is getting dearer and dearer, which you can look at that both ways. Yeah, if you were trying to buy, you might think, gee, I've missed out, I've missed out. But yeah, it's probably better than the other way, isn't it? If land's getting cheaper and cheaper and you've borrowed money to buy a farm, that's not a yeah, good result yeah. either. No, so. well, that's right. From the land to the water, you're a hydrofoiler. I do spend a bit of time on the river in summer. Mm. Wait, before we go too much further, because you two were talking about this before, mm. I have no idea what hydrofoil is. Oh, do you want me to show you a video? I don't think it's going to work well on the podcast. Well, no, well, it will. <laughs> I can put the link up. Um, you know the the seats? You would have seen oh, them. The yes, seats now that I'll sit above it. the Actually, water. I've seen you do it before. Yeah. So, yeah, hydrofoiling is the is the name for the sport. Um, other people might know it as air chair or oh, sky yeah, ski. That's, that's their brand names. Sorry, it's like yep. wearing your Nikes. Mm. Mm. Uh, so... Yeah, we do. We There's a group of us in Robinvale that try to go out at least once a week in summer. We actually had a couple of goes in winter this year, uh, which was interesting. Was it cold? Uh, well, yeah, starting the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> the obvious, it was pretty cold, yeah. yeah. Do you have wetsuits? A uh, friend who do a bit, Kurt Matchell, has actually bought himself a dry suit, so he's fully clothed and puts his dry suit on, uh, which is over the top. You don't get wet at all, so he comes out of that. Yeah, oh. I know some guys that come down from store and they ski. Mm. Pretty year much round. all year round, mm. and they're in dry, like the dry suits, yeah. mm. and like they can't have a go at us because we're wusses because we don't get in the water. And I'm like, I got in the water for the first time. We pulled our boat out. Must have been mid November, no, early November, and it was cold then. But I've got a just a springer, yeah, and it was chilly. But you know, I, and I only wakeboard. And granted, I'm 
moderate at that at best. Um, but after that, you know, it doesn't take long to warm up when you're getting towed behind a boat. Yeah. It's hard work. Yeah, uh, hydrofalling, eh? hydrofalling, it's a sport. Mm, it, it sort of – it hasn't – you see wakeboarding probably been around for 20, 30 years and it just took off. Mm. Uh, everyone had a boat and to buy a wakeboard, pretty pretty cost effective and then everyone mm. wakeboard. Whereas hydrofalling, not many people have got one for the start. Uh, and, yeah, the entry cost is uh, moderate. Oh. And <laughs> moderate? Moderate compared to what, Pete? Moderate compared to a new header or what? I do know one of our friends from Swan Hill, his hydrofoil is worth more than his boat. What? Uh, so, but having said that, you get into Worth more than his $100,000 Malibu boat. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't a, a very good wow. boat. Wow. So, but not to scare people off, it, it's maybe the cheap, the, the bottom of the range one, yeah, maybe you get one for three grand. Which plenty of people got a three grand motorbike. Yeah, mm. I suppose. Yeah. Mm. And then you go up and up and up from there. But yeah, to get a to really to be to be honest, first six years that's all I had a base model, and you can do a lot on a base model. You can go from where where when I where, how I got to do to the sport. You got you get on it and you can't even go in a straight line. Then you go on it the next time you're a little bit better. Every time you go on it, you progress. Yeah, that was going to be my next I question. Think I've how seen you, you do a flip. I reckon I've seen you do a flip at some stage. That's through the progression, yeah. You can go from uh, not, not, for instance, Kurt and Mitch Watts who ski with us, they only started about 12, 24 months ago and they're learning to flip now. Really? So, admittedly, we did a lot. We probably did 200 hours in two years. Uh, but <laughs> they, yeah, it's very, it's it's a great sport for, for just the, just for the progression in it. So I've been doing for. <gasps> Charlie's got a job. Gotta go. All right. Oh. Thanks for your help. Oh, thanks. For, th- yeah, thanks for your help. Yeah. See you later. See you later. You good, <laughs> That's the nature of being. Day. That's being the nature of being an ambo. Thanks, Charlie. Right. Um, so, did you just teach yourself? A lot of the first start, I was a lot of it was by myself. Yeah. And very slow progress when it's by yourself. Yeah. Um, our area really kicked into gear when the beauty of Instagram. Mm. Uh, a, a friend from Swan Hill. Yeah. Was Give trying. Me a name. Nathan, on Nathan McNeil. Oh, I know. Works at uh, Holtz as a mechanic. Yep, yep, gotcha. So he was trying a new trick and he was having limited success. So he posted a video to Jake Bradley, who right. is one of the best in the world. Yep. And the sport's that small. Yeah. Jake said, oh, he's a guy from Australia. It's, it's in the uh, Southern Hemisphere. It's probably going to be warm over there. So the reply was, where do you ski? Because <laughs> yeah. the lakes where he skis were frozen. So yeah. three months later he came out. And really? That's about, and we will post this video on. Yeah. Because it's it's unbelievable. Uh, it, I was at Mildura. There was probably about fifteen of us, and it was like training with Hawthorne. Like, it, it was unbelievable. It was just teaching us things that we ever, never knew existed. Yeah. Just basic technique. And we talked about it for, with tennis earlier. If you have some basic training, mm. it's amazing how mm. quickly you develop. So yeah. From there, we have some of the. Yeah, so in Mildura, Swan Hill, and a couple of us in Robinvale, uh, some of the better riders in Victoria. Mm. I'd never heard of it until I've got a mate um, in Echuca, and this is before. Well, this is before I moved to Robinvale, um, but he was um, semi-pro, pro. But he was a big hydrofoiler and has got loads of videos all over the place, and has you know skied in Florida and all the rest of it. Had never seen it before, but some of the videos that he puts up now, you just kind of go. Like it's, it looks like you're defying gravity. Like you get up high on those things. So the video will post that this guy, it looks like he's higher than a ha- uh, at the actual paddle steamer going past. So bear in mind, this is one of the best in the world. Yeah. Uh, 
it's a great sport. It's it's yeah, and I suppose while we lead into it, we've got a great part of the Murray here, mm. and a lot of people know it. Uh, we get a lot of tourism, mm. at, and yeah, there is some locals that ski, but gee, not a lot no. compared to. <laughs> and there's not even a lot that have boat licenses, to be honest, Pete. Because honestly, like on a Saturday, Luke will go out and play golf, which leaves me. I could go and and take the kids out skiing. I'm not going to be able to go have a wakeboard myself because I've got no one else to drive the boat. None of my friends have got boat licenses. When I first moved to Robinvale, uh, t- to get a hydrofoil, it was get Jane in the boat to drive and get Dad to observe. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> that's it. Uh, now, obviously, you've been in Robinvale for longer and you find out other people that like skiing and away mm. you go. So, yeah, it's one of those sports. If anyone will ha- yeah, wants to have a crack at it, we're certainly more than, more than welcome to come and we'll give them a toe. So, Maybe I should have a go at it this year. I don't know whether I'm the risk taker that I used to be. It's everyone thinks that perceives that it's a dangerous sport. Any water sport has got some level of yeah. of danger. Most sports do, uh, but to be honest, wakeboard. I was trying to wakeboard behind a boat that didn't have a wake, and <laughs> that's difficult. It, it had some wake, but when you're trying <laughs> yeah. to do tantrums and flips, yeah. you need to have a decent size lape. Yeah, like wake. And I can tell you what, I had more injuries in six months trying to do that mm. than I have hydrofalling. So. Yeah. Same as anything, you need some technique and we do wear helmets because people think because you're going to get hit with a foil, but it's actually not that. You're strapped in, you've got a seatbelt around the around the hips mm. and you've got your feet strapped in. So you really can't go out if that's uh, – you can't fall out if you've got that strapped up right. But we are getting reasonable levels of air and if you do miss time something and come down an eardrum. And, but the crashes look really quite spectacular. Like when you see a good crash video of someone um, on a hydrofoil – they're pretty spectacular crashes. They can be. Yeah. So are you skiing this weekend? I was hoping it. Yeah, well, we're going out tomorrow night, I think. It will be, and then we'll probably hopefully go again on the weekend, yeah. Because it's one of those things. It doesn't matter whether you're a wakeboarder, kneeboarder, skier, hydrofoller. The more you do it, the better you get. This is certainly a big point that Jake Bradley pointed out to us that, like, you got to be, if you do it once or twice a week, you're sort of, if you, you're sort of plateau. Yeah. When he's getting serious, going up into lead-up events, it's, it's every day. Yeah. We've never been able to do that. But I always think, gee, how much time do I spend at footy training? I used to footy train Thursday, Tuesday, play football. The three days mm. we're taking it. Surely our lives aren't that busy to dedicate a couple of hours to something outside of work, mm. uh, something you enjoy, and, and away you go. So well, having said that, we probably still – we always say we're going to go out last two times a week, but – yeah. We've been out. Uh, we haven't been out for five weeks because of harvest. Yeah, well, harvest, and then yeah. Now hopefully we get a, yeah, at least once a week. Anyway, um, tennis. Let's go. Tennis is the Christmas break up this week. Yes. So the last uh, social tennis prior to Christmas. So six o'clock start. Numbers have been pretty good. That's good. We've had some pretty ordinary Friday nights, so that hasn't helped but you can't blame the the bad wind, obviously, and that's the beauty of the way t- social tennis is structured now. That if it is a bad day or you just don't feel like you don't have to come. Yeah. But on a nice night like the last couple, it's been it's been great. It's been perfect out there. Six till seven thirty, eight o'clock. You're playing tennis. Come in for a barbecue, tea, Christmas party. So and there's uh, another big event there tonight. It's the actual. We spoke about Joker Poker when I was here last time. So yeah. The jackpot will go off on Friday night. <gasps> $400 cash prize. Wow. So, yeah, buy yourself a ticket in that and have your chance of hitting the joker on the dartboard for $400 cash. Yeah, it's good. And tennis will – so we've got last social before Christmas and then we'll it'll start up again maybe late January or early Feb for social tennis on a Friday night and juniors 
coaching and match plays on a Monday night. Yep. Cardio, tennis, as we spoke about last time, mm-hmm. still on a Monday night. Bill Madaffrey puts us through our paces. Mm. So plenty happening on the tennis courts. And like we said last time, we, we do need – we're always searching for new members because it is, has been a gradual decline in membership and people wanting to play. And we just want to make sure that it's – it's a sustainable club and it's there for the future generation yeah. because, it's a, as you said, it's a great asset down there. Mm. And it's a good facility down there too. It's a great facility. When you look around, like it, we've got some – we've got a nice sporting precinct in Robinbar. Like, speaking of the sporting precinct, the cricket club, and same thing happened there. Members declined, uh, no longer the senior cricket team. But interest is building in a senior cricket team. There is a few – there certainly is some cricketers in Robinbar that are playing Mildura, so – yeah, mm. I haven't heard – you might know more than me, Jade, but uh, it'll be good. Well, I'll keep my ear to the ground, Pete, and I reckon you might be uh, contacted soon to get involved. But anyway, there there is a reunion weekend coming yes. up in January. So it must be 20 years – yeah, it is 20 years since the the local competition folded. We obviously had – then had clubs that went to Mildura and then to Redcliffs and then it, that's all folded. But mm. since the Robin Bowen District Cricket Association folded 20 years ago, mm. uh, the, the powers to be have decided it would be great just to have a just to have an informal catch-up. So 25th of January, tea at the golf club. Yep. I don't think there's anything too structured. It's just, yeah, just a really a good opportunity to celebrate what was a very strong competition and a chance to have a reunion, catch up with people you may not have seen for a long time. So there's there's some so straight out long weekend. Yeah. Yep, so straight out long weekend. Yep. So that's what's happening in that, on that front. Yep. Beers, cricket. Talk. That's what Australian Australia Day weekend is all about, really, isn't it? <laughs> Sounds good to me, yeah, Jade. I reckon. Um, but Daryl McClure has um, offered to come and talk about junior cricket and the cricket reunion weekend next week when we're at Auto Pro Robinvale next Wednesday. Daryl will be the man. I remember Daryl uh, organising the working bee to put the turf pitch in many, many years ago, and I'm pretty sure he's the only one that's done anything to that turf pitch since. So mm. I think I was away for 10 years and it still looked like it the, the day I left. So, <laughs> yeah, he certainly put a lot of hours in down there and, mm. yeah, very, yeah that's, he should be commended for it. Yes, he should. Excellent. Pete, thank you very much for coming in today. Congratulations on finishing Harvest. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll have a great Christmas. Drive safely and um, we will see you around the trap somewhere, if not on the water. Or at the uh, tennis Christmas party on Friday night. Yes, maybe, but I won't be here. I'm going to the President's Cup with Luke. That's his Christmas present. Thanks, Jade. If your mum is always complaining that you're giving her a headache, then I have the perfect gift for you. A migraine wrap from Bruce Jinn Nationwide Jewelers. Seriously, it's a wrap mum can put around her head and when she's done, it can be cold or hot and it's full of those little bee things. You're probably the one causing the headaches, so you should give her something to ease the headaches. Have a look at the other beautiful giftware, kitchenware, china teacups, crystal, luggage and stainless steel drink bottles Bruce and Kathy have in store now. Make this Christmas magical with Bruce Jin Nationwide Jewelers, Perrin Street, Robinvale. Thanks for listening to The Vale Podcast. Subscribe at thevalepodcast.com.au.